Hello everyone, this is Girly IOI and welcome. If you are new to my podcast, then make sure that you go check out my other podcast. I make podcasts on stories, novels, poems, Korean lessons, and many more interesting things that is going to come in the future. So stay tuned, guys. And a huge welcome for listening. And I really hope you have a great time in listening to my podcast. And today I'm going to be reading the Mahashweta part 3. If you haven't checked out my other parts on Mahashweta, make sure you go check that out. It's a very, very amazing story. It is just the right story for women. Um, it's just great. So yes, I'm going to start and here I go. Anand woke up later than usual the next morning. Although he had not been on night duty, he had been unable to sleep the entire night. Thoughts of Anupama had occupied in his mind all the time. Dr. Desai had used many superlatives to describe her and although Anand did not know anything about her other qualities, he certainly felt the impact of her beauty. He was sure she would outshine any beauty queen. But beauty and his tyrannic talent would do different things. So her play might not be so great, he told himself. He was debating whether to go for the show, but his heart had told him to go see her again. He had to get to know her. After all, he had only met her once. He knew nothing about her, not even when she was married, whether she was married or single, although from what he had seen, there was no indication that she was married. But what did she think of him? His musings were cut short when the razor blade nicked his cheek and blood started oozing from the cut. He imagined that Anupama standing behind him smiling. He felt elated and light-hearted at the very thought of her. Whistling happily, he got ready to go for the play. The town hall was crowded and Anand realized that Anupama must have worked really hard to sell so many tickets. While looking for his seat somewhere close to the front row, he met Vasumati. I knew you would come, she said, smiling mischievously. Anu gave me complimentary passes for the boys, but there are no seat numbers on them, and they're pestering me for ice cream. Let them sit in your seat while I get the ice cream. Could you go and find Anupama and ask her the seat numbers of my complimentary passes? Where is she? She is in the green room behind the screen. But you can ask anybody, they will direct you to her. Without even waiting for his reply, Vasumati went away. Happy but somehow somewhat hesitant, Anand went looking for Anupama. He found her sitting in a chair, simultaneously giving instructions to several people. Clad in a deep red sari, she reminded him of a beautiful rose. Her long hair was loose and touched the ground like a dark cloud. She was holding a garland in one hand and a book in the other. Anand felt as he had entered the court of a queen and not a green room. Though he went in and stood near her, Anupama was so busy that she did not even notice him until a girl standing nearby whispered to her. A faint blush stole across her cheeks and she asked, Where are you sitting? Oh, I have found my seat, but Basuaka's complimentary pass. Anupama had no time to hear out. She was in a hurry. Oh, they can sit in one of the red sofas and you may sit with them if you want. And then someone called her and she went away. As she brushed past him, Anand felt as though a beautiful parijita tree had showered in its flowers on him. There was no reason for Anand to keep standing there, but still he did not move. 
Anand was just standing. Anupama did not come back, though she had said that she would return in a few minutes. Then he remembered that Vasumati would be waiting for him and would make any suggestive comments if he delayed going back to the auditorium. So he reluctantly returned to his seat. Anupama returned to the green room moments after Anand left. Her friend Sumitra whispered in Anupama's ear, Anu, who is the Prince Charming? Is he one of your admirers? Come on, Sumi, don't imagine too many things. I sold him a ticket worth 2000 It is not my duty to help him. It is purely professional. Anyway, I have to go and wear my makeup. You handle things now, Anupama dashed off. It was a fundraising program, so there were several speeches about the social responsibility, humanity, and so on. Anand was slightly bored. He knew that when people got hold of Mike, they hated to part with it. Every minute seemed to last a year. Finally, all the speeches were over, and a melodious voice of stage began to speak of the play that was written and it followed. Kadambri is one of the earliest novels written by the great scholar Banabhata in Sanskrit. A part of this novel has been translated and dramatized by Miss Anupama. The essence of the novel is love between the heroine Mahashweta and the hero Pundarika. The cast includes Miss Anupama as Mahashweta and Miss Nirmala as Pundarika. Mahashweta is an extremely beautiful princess and the daughter of the king of Gandhara. One day, she goes on a picnic with her friend Kadambri and meets Pundarika, the dazzling handsome son of a rishi. It is love at first sight for both of them. As the princess Anupama looked sculpted in ivory when she enacted a love scene with Pundarika, her face glowed with passion. She delivered her line so naturally. Darling, you look handsome and irresistible. You are the very picture of Manmata. And I saw you today, through the branches of the Parijita tree, I fell in love with you immediately. I feel I have been waiting for you for many lifetimes. You are my ideal man. Anna realized instantly that these were the exact words he heard in Vasumati's house that afternoon. At his ignorance, he had presumed that the unseen girl had been talking to him. And he heard those words again. He thought, Thank God, I did not discuss this with anybody. Anupama must have left by the rear staircase the other day, which was why I did not see her. The play continued. Later, Mahashweta confided in her friend like Rohini to Chandra, like Lakshmi to Narayana, and I to him. Just as a creeper depends on a tree, creeper, emotionally I depend on him. I cannot live without him, and for his sake I am ready to renounce everything. Let society say anything it wishes, I do not care. Pundarika, Mahashweta's beloved, meets with an ultimately untimely death and the princess wearing a white seri and the garland undertakes a severe penance in the forest. Her resolve is unshakable. My dear friend Kadambri tries her best to dissuade her, but not uh, to no avail. Finally, Mahashweta is hurt for finding Love for Pundarika brings him back to life and the lovers are reunited. Anand looked around. Anupama's portrayal of Mahashweta was so convincing that the entire audience was spellbound. Anand realized the doctor's sigh had not exaggerated. Truly, Anupama was not only beautiful but also a brilliant actress. 
When the play ended, there was a tremendous applause as the presidents of the association called Anupama to the stage and spoke highly of a commitment to their cause. Ms. Anupama has been of immense help in raising funds for the school. I thank her on behalf of the organization. She has not only been involved with the play but also has sold a substantial number of tickets. We would like to present her with a memento in appreciation for her efforts. Anupama had not expected to be a single out for such praise and was taken aback, but humbly accepted the gift. Lost in admiration, Anand sat still, rapidly following her every move. As Anupama collected her things and prepared to go home, Vasumati approached her and said, Anu, the play was wonderful. It is quite late. How will you get how will the girls go get back to the hostel? There were three girls with Anupama. We'll take an auto or a taxi, Anupama replied. It is too late to take a taxi. Anand's house is nearby. I'll tell him to drop you off his own. No, auntie will manage. But Anand was only too happy to help. I'll drop all of you back, he said. They were all tired and one of the girls whispered in Anupama's ear, Let's get a, get, let's get a lift. Anupama opened the back door and all four of them squeezed in. Anand had hoped that Anupama would sit in front of him. Foolish thought, a girl like Anupama would certainly never do so forward. Very 18th century. She was only aggressive when it came to selling tickets. Anand drove in silence and the girls still did not talk. When they reached the hostel, all of them alighted and Anupama said, Thank you, doctor. You're welcome, Anupama. Your play was excellent. All thanks to the people like you who bought tickets and encouraged us to host the show. Anand smiled and started the car. He was leaving behind him the most beautiful girl in the world and his heart. All the girls turned towards the respective room to try to talk. Sumitra and Anupama, who shared a room, continued to walk together. They had been friends and roommates for the last six years. They were like sisters and could sense what was going on in each other's mind. Although they were poles apart in nature, they liked each other a lot, and their lives had become intertwined whenever she bought a new sari. Sumo would insist that Anupama would try it on first. While changing into the night clothes, Sumi asked suddenly, Anu, where did you discover Miss Dr. Anand? Sumi, don't be silly. It seems he is Dr. Desai's uncle's assistant. Quite a rich man, too. Somehow I managed to sell him a 2,000 rupee ticket. When did you see him first? A fortnight back when I was in Doc Uncle Desai's house. I was rehearsing for the play and saw him on the first floor. He had come in his Mercedes. Mercedes. I'd hope he would buy the thousand rupee ticket, but I left as soon as he called and told me to return to the hostel so I could not meet him that day. Later, I went to the hospital to sell the tickets and met him there. I know you're a super saleswoman. By the way, you were fabulous as Mahashweta today. When you were sobbing for Pundarika, I felt like coming onto the stage and wiping away your tears. Anupama laughed. Tell me more about Anand. Anand was about to lie down on the bed, but as she sat up, she dramatically said, Miss Sumitra Devi, I do not know anything about this Anand, who is also ego of Pundarika, and with whom it seems you have fallen in love. If you command me, I will take up all the details and get back to you at the earliest. I will also convey your feelings for him. Now it's past midnight and I would like to sleep. Please, may I? Sumitra was annoyed. 
I know you play so many roles in college dramas that acting has become second nature to you. You can hide your true feelings from everybody but not me. Today you did not act. I know that you have lost your heart to Anand. He is your Fungarika. This is why you have played the role as Mahashweta so realistically. Anand's eyes never strayed from you. I know you will not be able to sleep tonight, she concluded. Anubama remained silent. She turned her face towards the wall and through the face of a habit started to reciting to her the lines like Rohini to Chandra, like Lakshmi to Narayana and I to him. Just as Kripa depends on a tree, emotionally I depend on him. I cannot live without him and for his sake I am ready to renounce everything. Let society say anything it wishes, I do not care. Princess Mahashweta, this is not your place. This is the girl's hostel, and fortunately, Yupundarika is not in the forest. He resides as the stones throw away. Please go to sleep, and good night. Sumitra laughed. So yes, guys, that is it for part 3 of Mahashweta. I'll be back with part 4 very soon. I hope you guys enjoyed, and it's a very lovely story, and I can't wait to read what happens next to you guys. It's very interesting. So really hope that you guys had a great time listening to my podcast. Stay tuned for the next part. It's going to be very amazing, guys. And thank you so much for hearing. And I'll be back with the next part. Thank you and bye.